We've struck dinner, haven't we? <laughs> Two cats that make up the Road Monkeys podcast and seen and heard around the world. North Carolina's Chase Blythe and Slaughter, Louisiana's Knox Dunn. Welcome back to the Road Monkeys podcast. This is episode six, and this episode is called Bombs, Bullfighting, and Beavers. You can only guess what we're about to talk about in this episode, but a few things. We have some new t-shirts coming in, and they should come in real soon, so look out for that on our Instagram. And we've got some really exciting news coming up here in the next little while when it comes to the Road Monkeys, but sit back, relax, and do whatever you're going to do. It don't matter, but... Enjoy the podcast. So that boss man was in a big bind. Yeah, everybody was kind of in a bind. I thought, we, me and Boo thought it was hilarious. What was that? That's about like we had, the, uh, we had the shock collar. You know, Remy got a shock collar for a dumb dog. Yeah. Surprise so, donkey ain't got a shock collar for Remy. <laughs> yeah. So we had the shock collar, and at first, Remy started out with it, and it put it on his on like somewhere on his quit pipe my feet so he put it somewhere on his body <laughs> and uh and he'd press the vibrate button we all thought he's pressing the shocking button well he told me about the joke so i would start putting it on me and we'd be trying to get other people to shock themselves with it but they wouldn't do it so me and remy was like putting it on neck and on our stomach and stuff pressing the vibrate button well, finally, we got everybody talked into doing it. So Cross did it, Brandon did it, and they realized it was just a vibrate button. Well, Jeremy wouldn't do it for like two days. Yeah. And then finally, Jeremy, Jeremy was like, all right, I'll do it. So Remy pulled me off. He's like, man, you got to actually shock him. <laughs> so poor Jeremy, we put it on him, and we lit his ass up with that something. <laughs> and then we told him he got mad about it. But he's in good spirits. I'd have been pissed. I was like, I'd have been extremely pissed that everybody else did not shock themselves. And we we had it on high too. Oh, that's even more of a dick move. Yeah, but it's okay. Oh. What? I forgot to undo my socks when I put them in the freaking washing machine. I'm glad I, I just recorded that. <laughs> You know how you put your socks in a big old ball? No, I can't say I've ever put my socks in a big old ball. Well, you mean like whenever you like, like when you this. take them off? Oh yeah, well you yeah, well you fold them I, up. I forgot to undo that. Wait, you fold you fold your dirty socks back together? Yeah, so I can find both of them, and I'm not just because I always I used to always lose my socks. Yeah. So, instead of going to buy another pack of new socks, I just put them back together so I got both of them whenever I need them. I mean, I guess that's smart. Usually, I just take mine off and just throw them in a bag, and nine times out of ten, I lose them. So, that's probably a smart idea. I know, man. I was thinking. That, that's that, that's actually a genius idea. I'm going to have to start doing that. But then I'm going to get mixed up because usually I put... I usually fold up my socks like that. That way they're clean, and if they're unfolded, they're dirty. That's how I know. But now if I fold them just, back up, then I'm just going to be putting on dirty socks because I'm like, these are clean. They're still folded. Just 
Just smell them. Just, just smell them. <laughs> what if I don't have stinky feet? And I. Right. Didn't they good? I well, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> Are they really dirty if they don't smell bad? I mean, true. That's how I usually judge like shirts and stuff. If it don't smell bad, I'm gonna, I guess, put it back on. That's like. That's like you eat mashed potatoes on a on a plate, right? And you scoop all the extra mashed potatoes with a piece of bread, and the plate looks clean again. Do you really know if somebody ate off of it or not? True. You could just put the plate back. Yeah, I mean, you just lick it clean, and nobody never know. Huh? About the same as dirty socks. My cousin lets their wiener dog lick all the plates and stuff in the washing machine before they turn the washer on. What? <laughs> oh, man. What? We made another sparkler bomb last night. Noah's dog chewed it up before we could set it off. Tell the people about the sparkler bombs. Dude, so you get it like... Dude, I'll show you. They won't be able to see it, but you will. We got this big old box... Uh-huh, of fireworks. All of them is sparklers. Yeah. We bought 1,728 sparklers from this guy. And you tape them in this big old ball. Like, you got to get them all together. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to take the stick off. Tape them in a big old ball with electrical tape. Up, down, sideways. This daggum dog done got my cleat. I ain't do that. Yeah, so you tape them in this big old ball, and you get one sparkler, and you stick it out the end as a as a fuse, and then you light that sun gun and take off running as fast as you can. And then whenever it gets to all of them, it sits there for a second, and the next thing you know, ba-bam, that's some it's just shooting something up in the air. Huh. But you can't have it too tight. You can't have it not tight enough. You gotta have to make sure all of them are in the line. You gotta be the right kind of sparkler. It can't be them little freaking booty sparklers. Elaborate what a booty sparkler is. Like the big long ones. You know, the big long ones, it's all got different colors and oh, yeah. looks cool. Yeah, no, it's gotta be like the little freaking Dollar General looking sparklers that come in these little bitty packs. It's got the stuff on them. Huh. Well, at least you guys know how to make a bomb. That's probably not a good thing to say, but... <laughs> Dude, this comes in handy. Dude, my buddy, uh, you know Ty Stewart? I think yeah, it was Ty I'm Stewart. Ty, I, did the, I yeah. did the podcast with Ty Stewart. Yeah, we did do a podcast with Ty Stewart. And, uh, well, he was telling me a story about how he was on a, uh, a conference call with some other rodeo clowns inside of an airport. And he was talking about, and I don't know why he thought it was a good idea to talk to them on the phone about packing bombs as a rodeo clown in the middle of an airport. <laughs> but he said people started feeling uncomfortable around him because he was talking about packing bombs and then the airport security come over and snatched him up and stuff and had to pull him aside and, <laughs> and be like, all right, you're making people uncomfortable because you're talking about bombs. I was like, that's probably not the smartest thing to do in an airport. I got a better one than that. Tell me. 
You know Colby? I know Colby. He was going through the airport, and he had a bag slapped full of stuff. I'm talking about you had to sit on it to zip it. So they pulled his bag off to the side and was going to search it. And he was like, oh, be careful. It might explode. <laughs> <laughs> he said that they all backed up, kind of looked at him. I was like, what do you mean it's going to explode? <laughs> He's like, there's a lot of stuff in it. I was like, you idiot. <laughs> Colby's Colby's a, a a bit of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why? Oh, be careful! It might explode. <laughs> it's not something you say to airport security. No, it's the last thing you say. I've had problems with airport security before, but I just kind of agree with them. Like I had a thing of I don't know why I had an aerosol can full of like uh um, well, it was to clean my cleats and uh. <laughs> I put, I'm not even thinking about it, I put it in my bag because I was going to be gone for a while. I was like, I need something to clean my cleats. And it was an aerosol can full of like carpet cleaner or something. And they pulled it aside and I was like, I don't have anything illegal in my bag, but I'm kind of scared on what they're going to find. And he pulls out the thing, the aerosol can. He was like, what is this for? And I was like, to clean my cleats. And he was like, why would you use carpet cleaner to clean your cleats? And I'm like, I, I don't know because it worked the first time. <laughs> and he's like, well, you can't have this. And I was like, well, I guess you can throw it away. Does that mean I can get on the plane now? He said, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I was like, unless you think I'm just, I'm bringing this to clean all the carpets and upholstery on the plane because it's dirty. I'm going to terrorize everybody by making this place clean. <laughs> yeah. No more muddy footprints on the carpet. <laughs> Dude, I hate airport security. Dude, they're, they're kind I had of a big old, like, big old bottle of Biofreeze. Uh-huh. Like, big old bottle. It wasn't even called Biofreeze. It was like, I don't know. But uh, they took that thing and said I couldn't have it. I just like, all right, we'll throw it away. Yeah, but I like, I paid for that. Why can't I? But people can bring in, like, a bag full of M&Ms. What if them M&Ms are, like, little tiny explosives covered in, in like them little things you throw on the ground. Yeah, them little popping things. Yeah, coated in chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Why somebody would do that, I have no idea. Hey, why a lot of people do a lot of things, I don't know either. Good point. What was, the, what, was what was that story you huh? was going to tell me yesterday? You said you are going to sign up for the podcast. That's what I was just about to tell you. All right. So... This guy called me and said, spam risk. I was like, man, I always, I always answer him just to see who it is. Well, it was from Grayford, Texas. Uh-huh. And he gets on there. He says, first thing I want I just, I'm like, hello? He's like, yeah, that road's up there, up there on the right. I was like, it's on the right? <laughs> I just straight go along with it after that. So me and Noah riding around, with, sitting there talking to this guy. I'm like, oh, it's on the right? And he was like, yeah, it's up there on the right. I was like, all right, well, I'll be there in a little bit. He said, all right, hung up. Noah's like, who was that? I was like, man, I don't know, just some random guy. <laughs> he started laughing and said, let's call him back. I was like, okay. So we called him back. I was like, man, where'd you say this thing was again? He said, it's past the S-curve. I said, so you go past the S-curve and it's on the left? He said, no, it's on the right. I was like, so it's past the S-curve on the right. 
And uh, he was like, yeah. I was like, is it before or after the church? He says, right after the F curve, before the church. <laughs> and he's like, he said, there's a guy standing out there by the mailbox waiting on me. So hung up. Noah's like, well, let's call him back in a little bit. So I call him back. I'm like, man, I can't find it. I said, I think I'm in a different town or something. I said, I think I'm going to pass it up. He said, well, that guy's still standing out there. I said, all right, turn and flag me down if, comes, if I come by. And I said, I've been passing by here a pretty good bit. I don't, I've been through the S-curve about three or four times. I don't know where it's at. He's like, all right. I said, well, tell him, take his shirt off. And I swear, <laughs> I said, take his shirt off and swing around his head like a helicopter. So I know which guy it is. So I don't pass him up. He's like, he kind of paused. He's like, all right, well, I'll go out there and tell him. <laughs> I hung up. No, Noah kept wanting to call him back, but I felt bad for him. That dude's probably out there swinging his shirt around, and then the actual guy just pulls up, and he's like, what are you doing? You yeah. told me to take my shirt off and swing it around my head. No, I didn't. He wants to keep calling him, but I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do it to that guy. <laughs> I wonder, you should have asked him what you were now. picking up. If you were picking I up it kind of sound like crackhead. Oh, you got my page. Yeah, so he's probably still standing out there. I ain't passed by there. <laughs> Plenty of people are driving by, and this crackhead's still out there in the front of the yard, swinging his shirt around his head. I'm trying to look up some of that stuff we had on the on the list. I got one of them. What is it? What is the most superior sandwich? Turkey cheese mayo. No. <laughs> it's between peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> or grilled cheese. Maybe grilled cheese. Grilled grilled No. Yeah, I won't I would say peanut butter and jelly because I like peanut butter and jelly, but it's really sweet and I don't think I could eat it all the time. Dude, but you then, cannot just eat grilled toast and Grilled toast. <laughs> Grilled toast. <laughs> you can't eat freaking toast and cheese all the time either. It's you, got no flavor to it. It's just cheese. Well, you could put some seasoning on it. No, 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 no. Think about it, though. You could add all kinds of stuff to a grilled cheese. You could dip a grilled cheese in tomato soup. No, no. We're not doing no dipping, no <laughs> adding. It's just grilled cheese cheese and bread or peanut butter and jelly and bread what kind of bread have you had this huh what do you mean sourdough <laughs> god uh I'm gonna <laughs> peanut butter and jelly on sourdough bread yeah that sounds terrible I'd go with the grilled cheese if we're going with sourdough bread honestly me too cause I love <laughs> sourdough bread alright basic white bread peanut butter and jelly yeah, I mean, I guess, but... Now, now, do you do crunchy peanut butter or creamy Creamy, all day, creamy. People who eat extra crunchy <laughs> peanut butter are Nazis. Yeah, I'm not extra crunchy. I'll kind of get fancy with it and do crunchy every now and again. Every but now and again, but I, if I'm getting peanut butter, I'm, I kind of want some creamy peanut butter. I don't want to have to chew my peanut butter. No, I don't either. <laughs> So like my jelly, I, like. I don't want lumps of, of blueberries in my jelly. Huh? I don't. If I get blue, if I get like 
grape jelly or blueberry jelly or something. Like, I don't want lumps of fruit in my jelly. Dude, there's blueberry jelly? I mean, I'm sure there is. Pretty sure you can make jelly out of anything. Dude, I do know a guy that makes pretty good jelly. Dude, you ever had scuppadine jelly? What'd you call me? <laughs> scuppadines. Scuppadines. Yeah, they're nope. like a... They're like a big grape. I don't know if y'all have them down there, but we have them around here. They're like oh, a, I ain't never heard. Of them. Oh, they're good. Scuppadine jelly, muscadines. You ever have muscadines? Oh yeah. Yeah, muscadine jelly. Scuppadines are like big muscadines, and they're brown. Big brown muscadines. Big brown muscadines, and they are delicious. I might have to try that. Yeah, I'll mail you some. Why don't you just bring it to me? <laughs> or that. <laughs> or I could just bring you some scuppadines. Dude, they got this salsa that I tried up here, and it's pretty daggone good. Where, where at? Oh, up here at Noah's house. Oh, yeah. Dude, so the other night we cooked fajitas at the house, right? Yeah. It was me, Remy, Brandon was there. I think Jeremy was there. Cross was there. Haley, Donkey, and Booler. Booler? And you ain't met Booler? Who names their kid Booler? <laughs> well, his real name's Bryce Mueller, but Remy calls him Booler, so everybody start calling him Booler. Oh. Hey, we, we all called him Bueller, but now it's just Booler. Booler. So, <laughs> so me and Booler went to the store, and we got all the fajita stuff and the taco stuff. Well, we were sitting there looking at the chips and queso. We was like, man, I was like, man, I like some like, kind of a spicy salsa. And like, me too. So we get this real spicy salsa. And then we get this ghost pepper, daggum, uh, cheese dip. And I'm not going to lie. This stuff was hot. And it wasn't like <laughs> no hot shit. as soon as you eat it. It got, it got worse. The, the longer you ate it and the more you ate, the hotter it got. <laughs> so... We got it before everybody got there and just dumped it in a bowl and threw the can away. Didn't tell nobody what it was. That's so everybody was coming there and get a big old scoop of that cheese dip <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> Girls are sitting there, he's like, man, takes some of his drink. Man, starts chugging his drink. <laughs> his eyes are walking. He gets done. He's like, man, that stuff is hot. <laughs> Everybody going in, they do all, they all do the same thing. Dude, I said I went, uh, I was at my cousin's house the other day, and uh, well, last weekend, and it was me and her and her boyfriend, and we were sitting there, and they, they just looked at me like I was stupid because I sat there and stared at the stars and talked about the stars for I don't know God, God knows how long. And they just looked at me like I was a complete idiot. And I was like, I wish Knox was here. Knox would understand. <laughs> Dude, stars amazed me. You know what freaking amazed me the other night? Sunday, while we was here. What? So, we riding around at night. And, dude, I've seen them daggum light bugs. Like, they're around the house and stuff. Yeah. And my dad's and stuff. But I ain't seen them in a long time. I don't know why. I guess it went extinct around my area. But well, They only really real in the southeast. I mean, we got them. I've seen them before. Like, I wasn't amazed by them. Yeah. But I ain't never seen it like this. Like, they got all these big old hills and valleys and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we was on top of one of these big old hills driving around it, and I could look off in the valley. And it was real late at night. There was a million of them things everywhere. I'm talking about lights going off everywhere. And it was like you was looking at the sky. Yeah. Dude, we got, I them, thought it was we got them around here. You ever catch them? Yeah, put them in big old jars. Yeah, Shake put them in them big old jars. They die the next day, but they look cool that night. Yeah. <laughs> You got you got stab holes in it. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's why we don't have them no more because everybody <laughs> caught them in jars and didn't turn them loose. Yeah. Well, they reproduce all the time. I think I don't know. I don't, I don't know how do lightning how do lightning bugs mate? I don't know. I guess you get a light bulb and do something with it. <laughs> that makes no Dude, sense. Y'all- do y'all have love bugs? Love bugs? Yes. What you would know bug? what I'm talking about. They're the worst bug known to man. What do they look like? So, it's, they're black with an orange head, and there's two of them. There's always two of them stuck together. They're like two lightning bugs, light bugs, with, but they're stuck together, and they fly really slow. <laughs> and they come out when it's, like, warm. So... We'll be sitting here like this down by the house, and you'll see one of them one day, just one. And then you wake up the next morning, and I'm talking about millions on millions of his buddies are everywhere. I'm talking about everywhere. They get all over you. You, they get all over your car. You run through. Are you driving down the road? You'll run through a patch of them. You'll, you'll kill about a million of them. I won't even put a dent in them. I, we don't have those around here. What if all the all those little bad. friends are his kids? No, they all stuck together too. In a big old ball? No, like there's two of them stuck together flying around. Yeah. They're not in a big old ball. They're just everywhere, man. I bet they re- I bet they reproduce like crazy. Dude, I was watching things last night about about animals. Like how they not <laughs> Not okay. Let me rephrase this. I was going to say how animals reproduce. I wasn't watching a video what on that. What kind of TV shows you be watching? <laughs> hey, let me rephrase that. It was talking about okay. The show's on Netflix and it's called uh, Night on Earth, and it's about like what happens after dark on Earth and stuff. Well, there's these hamsters, okay, <laughs> that I, I can't remember where it's at, but they run free on this graveyard. And they just, like, they dig holes and have babies and stuff. And they said that these hamsters, it's, it was kind of hilarious watching this one hamster run around, try to eat the grass and stuff. And this big old male hamster comes out of nowhere, all beefed up and everything, and just starts chasing this female hamster around like crazy, all around the damn, weaving in and out of the headstones and stuff. Well, anyway, back to my point. They said that <laughs> this hamster, like, goes in this hole and has like all these babies and stuff and she has like seven of them and it said within three months those babies would be able to have babies of their own in three oh, months man. dude speaking of like crazy hamsters like that you know what i want to go do what prairie dog hunt i've seen that that looks fun they they get this big old long rifle that can shoot i don't know how far and they sit up on this hill and them some bitches poke their head up out that hole, wipe them out. I mean, just tear them up. Yeah. 
I feel bad for poor old Prairie Dog, but dude, it looks badass. I would. Anybody listen to this that can take me Prairie Dog hunting, let me know. <laughs> dude, because all they do is they just ride around on, like, I've seen some videos where they just ride around on the back of a, uh, of a of a truck with some rifles and drinking beer and you're just sniping them out of the hole. Yeah, it's about like old dude on the Caddyshack. They do it in uh, like New Mexico. I thought it was in Kansas. Maybe Kansas. I don't know wherever they have. Whenever I think of whenever I think of Prairie, I think of Kansas. Yeah, or like yeah, Kansas. Where else do they have prairies? You say, when I say prairie, the first thing I think of is Kansas. When I say prairie, I mean like big, like ginormous open fields. Yeah. Kansas and... Nebraska. Uh, what's some other states up there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wyoming? Oh, that's kind of... Well, yeah. Yeah, they're big old prairies. What about Iowa or South Dakota? Nebraska. Nebraska, that's a big one right there. Yeah, Nebraska. I didn't see no real prairies. All I saw was corn. I think more like, I figure more states are like that. I mean, we got prairies here. No. Big open fields. We got Amish people. I do like Amish people. I like Amish butter. Uh, uh, what's the difference between regular butter and Amish butter? That no Amish peanut butter. Oh, what's the difference between Jif peanut butter and Amish peanut butter? A big difference, man. <laughs> just let me go ahead and tell you. Yeah, they just crush. It'll make you want to eat peanut butter and jelly the rest of your life. Where'd you have Amish peanut butter? Ship Shawana. Ship Shawana. Yep, that that place too. I do like Ship Shawana. It is in the middle of nowhere. Ain't nothing but daggum horse and buggies. Dude, I seen people. I seen some Amish people driving around skid steers over there. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's like one thing I figured out. I don't know if this is true or not, but some Amish people. Like, kind of like add on to their religion. I don't know if this is true, but like, there's like different, almost different clans of Amish people who have different rules. They got like, like Mennonites, they're Amish, but they can go like do like regular people stuff. Yeah. Then, but like, I maybe that's in the religion. Like, one of their things is thou shall be able to drive a skid steer. I don't know. Larry McCragan, we was with him this weekend. And he talked about this Amish dude that just called him. He's like, man, you're not even supposed to have a phone. <laughs> yeah. How you going to call me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, imagine being Amish. I think, they just, I think they just say they're Amish and just like, all right, we're going to do whatever we want to now. Yeah. You can't do, tell me otherwise. Do Amish people have their own Amish doctors or they go to an actual doctor, like a real doctor? I don't know. I think they got. How do you? I don't know. How do you graduate Amish school? What's in what? What all entail? I'm curious now. What all entails Amish school? Uh, how to load up the mule, how to plow the field, and 
How to plant corn? Milk that old cow out there. I wonder how... F- <laughs> you know how we did in school, like X minus Y equals Z? MX plus B equals... Seven. Y equals MX plus B. Yeah, stuff like that where yeah. they started adding letters into our math stuff. I bet you if you give them that thing, they wouldn't know how to act. No, I bet Amish people have a would have a horrible time adding letters into um, math. Anything. Anything. I bet there's some Amish people who don't even know how to spell. We're sitting here dishing, dissing the hell out of the Amish. I love the Amish. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not told bad about them. We just, we're just, we don't know. We're confused on their lifestyle. Yeah. That should be a TV show, Amish for a, for a week. Or, Dude, they got uh, Amish Mafia. Yeah. Breaking Amish. Do you think that show's real? What? Amish Mafia. Oh, I think so. I think they all work for somebody. Yeah? Yeah, that's what Josie thinks, too. There's like a higher, higher up kind of kingpin of the Amish? There's somebody out there that knows a little bit more than everybody else. Very true. You think they all somebody. just... Hold on. You, do you think they have, they're in conjunction with, like, Illuminati or something? I don't know. I feel like something like that that'd be a little bit more civilized than this daggone what they do now. I mean, I feel like if they knew all them folks, they wouldn't be living like they do. Yeah, but it's part of their religion. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know how I ain't got much clue. I don't know how the Amish work. But I feel like Would that... they feed them against with their feet and their hands. Yeah. Sometimes you <laughs> you think there's a big old strong Amish guy who like he's the dude that they call when their horse breaks down and he's got to pull the plow behind him. The horse breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what about these t-shirts, man? We got to tell everybody about oh, that. Oh, yeah, the t-shirts. I actually just got a text that said, I think those t-shirts will be done by Friday. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Man. I got to go pick them up Friday. Dang go, man. New t-shirts, man. Dude, so what? we ate steaks last night, and I was a little upset because I didn't have A1 sauce because yeah. we forgot to get it. We had A1 sauce in the refrigerator. <laughs> Dude, speaking of A1 sauce and steaks, I went, uh, what was it, Sunday night? After the bull riding, I went with two buddies of mine, Colton Copley and Jacob Dunning and Sarah Scott. You remember Sarah? I remember but, Sarah. But we uh, we all went to Logan's, and my buddy went to go put A1 sauce on his steak, and somebody, some dick had taken the cap and just barely placed it on it on top of the A1 sauce bottle. And Colton grabs the bottle and shakes it, and it goes everywhere. A1 sauce goes all over the floor. The cap goes flying across the room. It gets all over Jacob, all over the table. The the waiter just comes up, and Colton's like, hold on. He's like, I think I spilled some stuff. And the dude goes, oh, crap. Why would somebody do that? Because somebody's a dick. That is pretty 
messed up move. Well, hell, in high school, we used to go to uh, the Bojangles near the house. It's where we'd meet up every Friday evening after school. And we would undo the salt and pepper shaker lids until they barely would be on there. That way, when somebody would pick it up and go to put salt on their stuff, the whole thing would come out. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, we were... It was a bit of a dick move. I think the A1 sauce is a little worse. What do you mean? I mean, he just grabbed it and just went to town shaking that way. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, he may have shook it once or twice and then realized that, you know, it's everywhere and all over everybody. That's a messed up move, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's just being an ass. You know Big Steakhouse in Amarillo? No. You don't know Big Steakhouse in Amarillo? I ain't never been to Amarillo. The one with but the I'll be there by morning. State. <laughs> the one with the big old 72-ounce steak. I'm talking about the big old steak. No, I ain't never been there. Right, you know what I'm talking about, though, huh? No. It's called the Big Texas. And they got a stage. You gotta eat right. Seventy-two ounce stage, big old freaking thing of salad, some bread, mashed potatoes, shrimp, all this, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Be it, you get it free. Yeah. Well, a bunch of other states too. So we stopped through Amarillo. Was like, man, we go eat this steakhouse. So we stopped. They didn't have no steak sauce. They don't have any steak sauce in the whole building. What? So how you gonna serve steak and not have any steak sauce? Some people say if uh, if it's cooked good enough, you don't need steak sauce. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. I, don't know. I still just like the taste of it. It is good. I, I mean, I do like steak sauce, dude. Let's let's tell the people about the first time me and you met at the first bullfight we ever went to, Galveston, Texas, in two thousand seventeen. <clears throat> You was in a bind. I was actually in a bind, too. No, you weren't. I was terrified. I wasn't terrified, but I was nervous. Why were you nervous? Well, I fought the first one, and I ran like a daggum chicken on X-Lax. And it was the first time I've ever been in the short round. I was like, man, I don't know if I can fight another one. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. But I got an easy one. I, I, let's just say Knox won the bullfight. I lost. I got dead last. Knox got first. <laughs> Did he get kicked in the throat or something? I got kicked in the stomach up underneath my vest. I drew a bull of brats <laughs> called Igloo. And if anybody fights bulls, they know that bull. And I made half a round with this bull. He turned around. Cow kicked me in the stomach. I threw up in the corner of the arena. <laughs> Went back. Jumped him, made another round with him, and then he cut me off again and hit me. And then by that time, it was done, and I ran and cross-jumped him again and just jumped over the fence. Dude, didn't you get kicked right by the bucket chutes? Yep. I was sitting right there. Yeah. (laughs) And I ain't going to lie, whenever we first pulled up, I had no idea who you were. And you was wearing that fucked-up gray hat. and I did have that blue shirt where the the cuffs were all frayed up and cut up and stuff and those those old those old old baggies like the old ones you used to have 
Yeah. Those. I was sitting there. It's the first time I ever met Brody Smith and me and him kind of practice. And I had never freestyled anything ever. And I remember seeing you and I was like, who is this yahoo? <laughs> this guy has looks like he has no idea what he's doing. And then goes out there and wins it. And I was like, well, I'm the yahoo that has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> well, that's me. That's me. I'm that guy. That's the first time I ever met Blake Miller. And he was talking about he had the BFO shorts. Yeah. He's like, man, y'all need to get some of these. They don't rip. He said, they won't tear it off. In the bullfights, he the, the same day got his shorts ripped off of me. <laughs> ripped them all to hell. <laughs> I was like, well, how about them shorts? <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. That was a... That was, that was a, a fun weekend fight. for me. That was not a fun weekend for me. I had drove 17 hours down there by myself in a Ford Ranger. I had oh, to God. drive 17 hours by myself back home in that Ford Ranger. I think we drove like four or five hours. And it was like me, Cross, Peanut, somebody else. Dude, the funny thing was... Is after I got that bullfight, Chris Fur is the one who entered me in that bullfight. And after I got done and drove home, he he asked me, he mentioned me, he goes, I didn't know that was your first bullfight. I said, Yeah. He said, If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have sent you down there. And I was like, Well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. At least you feel bad for me. Yeah. 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 I won like $1,000 that day. I didn't win shit. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't win a damn thing. A dog. I didn't get a dog. I didn't get nothing. I didn't get a high five. No Nobody said bye to me. They announced me I was from Oklahoma. Do you remember what they did at the bullfights? In the middle of it? Yeah. Yeah. Where all the... They uh, got like... They got like 30 little Mexican kids out there square dancing all at the exact yeah. same, like perfect time. <laughs> right in the middle of the bullfight. And I'm like, what is going on? And here comes the horse team. They start dancing out there. Yeah. I was like, what is this? What, where are we? Like whenever I say Mexican kids, it was like little bitty kids. Yeah, They're like five, six-year-old kids just boogieing it. Yeah, I'm talking about dirt kicking it all, son. Yeah. Just getting back to it. I had them boots with a big old curl on the front of the toe and big old sombrero. On the head. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. This is my first time experiencing Texas too. Well, I was like, "This is like. what Texas is like." <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I was like, "This is really strange." It's about like what they said in the movies. <laughs> yeah. I've watched the Cowboy Way, but that was in New Mexico. This feels a lot like New Mexico. <laughs> I think y'all got this backwards. Yeah, I think New Mexico. That's like, and it was like down by Houston. It wasn't even, even like, aware about Mexico. No, it was in Calveston. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because What was the next bullfight we were both at? Hell, I ain't got no idea. I think it was Ada, 2018. I was so. Yeah. What happened whenever I went to Ada? I got fake happy and threw too many fakes the same way. And when I tried to stick him with a back fake, he launched me in the air. 
Which what I didn't happened? do. I didn't do too bad after that. I can't even remember who was in my round, but I know I didn't move on. I think I got like second. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I didn't move on either. Who was Dude, in your fun round? Fact, I went. I was in Ada that Friday, and I didn't move on. And I drove down Sunday to go to Bullfight in Galveston all over again. Really? Yeah, because we brought bulls, and I was like, man. I'm gonna just enter both of these deals. I was, I was, I would, I think looking back on it, I think I wanted to go to Galveston again that year, but I was with Chris Fur and we were staying at Tuck's house, and uh, I was like, well, if I had a ride to go down there, I would, but I didn't. I didn't know nobody. Well, I went down there. I think the only people I knew there was Chris and Miles and Tuck. I wasn't going. To- I wasn't going no daggum North Carolina after. <laughs> no. So you just had you just had to stay down there. Yeah. Dude, that's the first time we fought King Kong and all them. Well no, it wasn't the first time. That they, they had a good out there, man. Yeah. It was a little it was a little bitty bullfight. Who was all entered that? I have no idea really. What? I don't forget. What's something uh when it comes to bullfighting, one thing we have written down here, what, like pregame rituals or stuff you do after. Pregame rituals. Man. Yeah. I always bend my best. I don't know why. I always got to bend it. And then every time I walk in the arena, I got to pray every time. And I grab a bunch of dirt with both hands and then slap my hands together and rub them. Yeah, I have noticed that. I beat on my chest like a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> and when you come out of the uh, the um, the shoot when they announce us, you do the shake it, shake it. Yeah, I do the little shake thing. I, me, I usually I I'll pray before I go out there, and then I do my little banshee scream uh, <laughs> when I'm introduced and before I call for a bull. It kind of gets Dude, all the uh, nervousness out of me. It kind of just like I I go like a holler and everything just goes out dude one thing that happens to me almost every time i get real sleepy during like introductions and stuff dude i always like i'll i'll be back there yawning like i could fall asleep right then yeah i i always have to pee before i fight a bull i don't know why every time every time always have to pee and I don't know why. Yeah, every time got to pee. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think other than that, I don't have no pregame rituals or stuff. I mean, well, when it, stuff we I'm do pretty, after. <laughs> as far I'm, as stuff I'm we pretty, do after, we usually go to the bar. I'm pretty uh pretty calm before. Yeah, so I've got to be calm. I used to be really, really nervous. Yeah. Which, I mean, everybody really does kind of get nervous before. I mean, it's there, but yeah, nobody really acknowledges it. Yeah. Every, everybody always says, like, you ask anybody, it's, somebody's going to tell you that, that nervousness It's not more like there. a nervousness. It's more like an excitement, like nervous excitement. Yeah, i seen one thing that said fear is just excitement waiting to get out, which yeah. I think is pretty much what what we experience when it comes to fighting bulls. Especially freestyling. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. 
but when it comes for me, when it comes to protection, like I'll be nervous, but once we buck that first bull, I ain't nervous no more. Oh, yeah, I'm nervous when it comes to protection. Like all it takes me to get bucked like one time or like make one pass. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, yeah. I'm in the zones. I'm good now. Run me another one in that cat dick. Yeah, bring me something mean. I like I like fighting Jerome Davis's deals. He does every other Wednesday over there. Yeah. Because he bucks. I mean, he bucks some pretty good bulls, like some bulls that he takes as in PBRs and stuff. And then uh, he may run up some young ones or something like that. But that's like uh, Eli Vassbinder and Ezekiel Mitchell and all them been coming up there and getting on. And uh, one funny thing, Zeke got on this bull one week, and uh, he come off right in front of him. And he went to go stand up, and that bull was right there on his tail. And I stepped in and hollered and grabbed this bull, like, full-on deep, like his head was on my chest, and backed up and took him with me. And I looked at Zeke, and Zeke had done squared up, going to hit him with a fake because he was mad that he got he done got bucked off. <laughs> I was like, I looked at him afterwards. I said, you got too much confidence coming to a UBF camp now. Yeah, he's about to turn him up. Yeah. Bulls Gone Wild Part 2. Yeah. Those deals, that deal was fun. Bulls Gone Wild was fun. I'm ready for another one. Yeah, I am. Even though I was about to die the whole time. Well, because you ran out there almost every single game. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. should have paced yourself. And then I still had to do the bullfights after. Yeah. I and felt, then almost every game I got wrecked out in. I felt bad. I felt bad for Tucker. Because Tucker's legs were give out. He was the first one to go. And that stag yeah, just rolled him from one end of the arena to the next. I know. I felt bad, man. Every game I got wrecked out in, I think. True. Except the bullfights. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Karen, she did have her way with you up against that fence. Boy, did she. <laughs> if anybody don't know what we're talking about, Karen is this black cow that, uh, black and white cow that Chad Ellison has that's just ornery as hell and is really hard to get around. And we used her for the soccer game that we played at the Bulls Gone Wild. And Knox led her through the goal and got the point, but she rammed old Knox's ass up onto the panels. <laughs> Let's just say she followed me from one end of the arena all the way to the end. And by the time I got through the goal, she had done pick me up and ran me into the panels, and she was right behind me. Yeah. We won, though. Yeah, we did win. Yeah, we won the games. I love the fact, though, that Webb's team was just – the whole red team, all of them, were all serious. And they were like they were like game planning, like they oh. had it all under control, like so they thought. Yeah, Webster was Cody. Webster was he, he was he was legit trying to win. He was being an actual coach. <laughs> yeah, and then you had us idiots on the platinum team that were uh, dancing and screaming and hollering, and we were just glad to be there. Yeah. <laughs> We're the ones that they interview and we go, I'd like to thank my mom and I'm just happy to be here. And Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. I'd like to thank Aunt Rhonda. and I'd like to thank Bluebell Ice Cream because that's my favorite like ice on, cream. Uh, like on Waterboy. Bobby, you got anything to say? I love my mama. <laughs> yeah. That was our team. That was the platinum team. Yeah. And we end up winning nine to two. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about just spanked ass. I think that that has uh, reverts back to bullfighting. If you're just enjoying it, you do really, really good. Yes. And, dude, you know what the funny thing was? What? I think the maddest person about the red team losing wasn't nobody on the red team. It was, it was Smash. Yeah, it was Smash. I was just about to say that. Smash was devastated. Smash was so disappointed. <laughs> he was trying to give him pep talks, talking trash to him, all kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It didn't work. Should have cheered for the platinum team, Smash. They got on the platinum team. Yeah. We. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Webb didn't like the idea, but when Smash brought up the idea of doing Team Smash versus Team uh, Cody... That would be cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be cool, but there would be so much smack talking between them two and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think Web scares he's gonna show him up. Show him show him up. I wanna I kinda wanna be on Smash's team. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Well I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we lose you make it really mad and punch us or something. Yeah, true. <laughs> make us Make us run bleaches or something. Yeah. Losing y'all 20 laps. <laughs> <laughs> I would be pissed. I would do. I gotta run the stairs. I don't like this, coach. I don't either. Can we just, can we get Zeke back and just be happy to be here? <laughs> can we try this again next time and yeah. maybe run if we lose? Yeah. I don't want to die after we done fought everything. No. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was pretty fun. It was fun. And, dude, like, the thing of it was, like, what I think made it pretty fun was, like, the music and the, when they did it. it oh, like, yeah. They did it, like, 10.30 at night in Cowtown. Wasn't it, like, 10.30? Yeah. It was popping. Yeah, it was, like, 10.30 at night. They was playing, like, rap music, kid rock. Like, we was bumping out in there. Like, it was, like, kind of like a night show. Yeah. Uh, the way I explained it to people was, like, mix, take Wild and Out. And then throw bulls into it. Yeah, Dude, it was pretty. And like the crowd was all like the crowd was into. It. Oh, the crowd. Once they kind of like figured it out. Well, they planned it out good. They like explained everything to people and stuff too. Yeah, especially seeing Beefy and Scrawny do the dance competition. Up yeah. In the <laughs> <laughs> seeing Beefy get part. down, Big Beefy just getting it out there in the stands, oh. just spotlighted and everything. And Scrawny just cutting up behind him. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, they got pretty cool pictures. <laughs> yeah, I know. Beef is oh, starting to shit. take his shirt off and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, I can't wait till the next one. I know, man. Shout out to the PBR and the UBF and Luke Kaufman and everybody for putting that together. Yeah, everybody. That was that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. If we don't ever do it again, man, I'm glad we did it once. Yeah, I know. I hope we do it again. If they if we don't do it again, that's just dumb because that thing was like people loved it. I loved it. I heck, I had fun. I'm ready for the next one. I did too. It was awesome. Oh man, I ain't even, I ain't looked up nothing on this yet, but I know it's real. What is it, dude? So I know some people that do this. And apparently pigeons are really smart. Like, they know, like, where their environment is. Yeah. Well, I don't know how far it really is, but they take these pigeons that they've trained. Everybody's got one. And they take them 
really, really, really far. Yeah. I think. And they turn them loose. And the first one back from where they started wins. Yeah, I've, I, I think I've heard of that. I know Mike Tyson does it. I'm finna uh, look it up right quick. Dude, they do that. They do that in the inner cities. Like, uh, they'd be like, because I heard, uh, I saw a thing on Mike Tyson talking about it. And he used to do that. Like, he was fascinated with pigeons and stuff when he was younger. And, like, he still is. Like, has a pigeon cage and everything on top of a roof. Just take care of them pigeons. For some thugs when he was young. Like, he was younger. He was taking care of pigeons for some thugs, man. Dude, listen to this. They take them approximately 62 miles to 620 miles. I thought pigeons were stupid. And turn them loose. And then they just, what, they just find their way to wherever? I guess. And then they come back. They, I remember, what was it, in like World War One, World War Two? they used to uh, send message via carrier pigeon? Yeah, I think so. How I does that pigeon know where to go? I ain't got no idea. Like, they even time them. Yeah. I'm so confused. I don't know. How do you how do you program a pigeon? I'm finna read it says training. After twenty two to twenty eight days in the nest, the young birds are removed and placed in a section of large loft or smaller loft built on purpose. Yeah. After a few days of learning how to locate water and eating by themselves, they're allowed to wander out the loft and peck around the garden. On doing this, they constantly observe the surroundings. Becoming familiar with them. About at about age six to seven weeks, the birds will begin taking off. I think it's just telling me about the life of a pigeon. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's what you're reading. The life of a pigeon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Did you find something? No. Oh, never mind. Okay. I thought pigeons were stupid. You know what's a more stupid bird than a pigeon? What's that? A chicken. Dude, I love chickens. Chickens are idiots. I like watching chickens. I want to have like a bunch of free-roaming chickens in my yard when I get old. I kind of do too. Like, I, I if I get them, I want them free-roaming. I don't want them like in a cage because they're nasty. Yeah, I just want to be like sitting on the porch and just watching chickens. chickens. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you know what one makes me you know what pecks my brain? What? Do beavers even know what they're doing? Or do they just see flowing water and they're like, I think absolutely not and just <laughs> jam it up. <laughs> I mean, really. Just I could just see just a group of beavers just looking at some water and being like, you know what? Nope, it can't Ain't happening. Happen. Not gonna happen. I am tired of this flowing water bullshit. This ain't supposed to happen. Let's put wood in it. How do they wait? Dude, hold man. on. Time out. How do beavers start building a dam without the the uh, logs and stuff floating down the river? Do they get that big old tail they got? Yeah. They whoop stuff with that sun gun. I'm talking about they put the whooping on it. Like, it, no, I'm saying like when they put the log in the water, like. 
So they start at the edge and pound it in with the tails and then just slowly work across. Like they make like balls or like they make like balls of mud and stuff. Yeah. Dude, like you can you can swim underneath the beaver dam. Yeah. They may not be the beaver dam, like they got like a beaver hut. You can swim. They like you gotta go underwater to get inside of it. It's like an air pocket in there. Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. They live in the beaver the beaver dams live in the living in things, don't they? They live in that or they got like a beaver hut. I feel like they live in the dam. Because why, why would they Why would they want to dam up a creek or a river? That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, do you think they do that just to, like, trap the fish? I don't even know what beavers eat. I'm sure they eat fish. I don't think they just be munching <laughs> on wood. Huh? I don't, think, I don't think beavers would just be munching on wood. I don't either. I don't think they'd have a purpose to. No. I mean, they only... Have you seen a beaver's teeth? They're hard, man. They Dude, they're huge. They are giant freaking enormous. And, like... Dude, their tails are worse. The what? Their tails. I ain't never felt a beaver's tail before. I I feel like it feels like cement. They would... I'm talking about that paddle the shit out of me. I... I don't know. I ain't never seen a beaver dam in person. I got one by the house. We're supposed to go kill them, but you, you ain't come. Yeah. We need to blow them up. Yeah, right. We need to. We need to find a beaver dam and blow it up like they did on Duck Dynasty. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Dude, but I don't know. I don't know what beavers eat. I feel like. Uh, I feel like they eat fish. Surely, We're surely. Surely they eat fish. Surely they're not munching on wood. So what kind of sustenance? Because if they be munching on wood, like... Well, I hate to tell you. What? They eat bark, stems, twigs. Really? 